I could audibly hear the change in the tone of voice on the other end of that phone. I mean, I could, you know, the, the speaker was just squawking into his ear, you know, for most of the conversation. He would say those magic words and and you would just hear, you know, a softening. You'd even hear sometimes, you know, listen, you guys are great. Uh, I was having a bad day. I mean, they, they would do all these things that would just show that, okay, you get it. You get that I've been upset. I feel heard. Now let's talk about a solution. Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall, I think we should give folks a peek behind the curtain. This is a this is an odd episode for us. We are both so busy that we are recording this at uh, let's see, 9.16 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you in a hotel, me with children sleeping downstairs. So this is a wild episode. We're just too busy right now. We are just too much in demand. Yeah, for a guy who usually takes December off, you have truly messed up. <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> wife pointed that out to me. Yeah, yeah. 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 What happened to, to, to December of Coast? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Just gonna, gonna ease into the new year. No, you're working like night and day. It's it, well, it's crazy. It it does it does kind of uh turn out to be the exact opposite of what we talked about last episode uh, and and the concept of you know scole and uh not striving to do everything. But um yeah, sometimes we go through seasons. The season will be over, and uh we'll see what January's like. I guess so. Uh, yeah. When my voice oh, yeah. goes up like that, it's usually a bad sign. But hey, who knows? Oh no, I think it'll be fantastic. It'll yeah, be so, so you you texted me an idea for this episode, and I read it, and I went, "Oh yeah, that's great." So I, I said, "Yeah, this is perfect." And then I read, you know, I reread your text again, yeah. like, and then I was like, I, "I don't have any idea what he's talking about," <laughs> <laughs> but it, it'll be fine. So so what are we talking about? Well, I, I will say that here, here, here would be my introduction to the whole concept, and and uh, I'm sure we've done this before, but I, I just have a good visual excuse and reminder. Here is a new book just published, uh, mm -hmm. hot off the presses, uh, already uh, really high rankings on Amazon. Uh, this is Intentionality for Leaders by Herb Mast, and um, it is... Highly recommended by one of our heroes, Patrick Lencioni, who it turns out, you know, is um, uh, acquainted with uh, our good friend Herb Mast and Alan Mulally, CEO of Ford Motor Company in uh, some some previous years. So and um, and oh well, I guess we have to talk about it. Aaron Gray, another good friend, yes, and uh, Pamela Cole, a friend and mentor, might I add. So uh, huge heavy hitters right here on the back. Um, and what's cool about this book is that this is literally like Herb's, uh, what, what would I call it? Like his, his download, you know, like this is like everything that he's figured out, you know, he's been a general manager of a, of a dealership. He's, you know, he's done all sorts of things, huge coaching and consulting practice and uh, has helped so many people. And this is him distilling it all into, you know, sort of a handbook in, in the way I, is the way I think of it. And just so many nuggets in here that I think we will be harvesting for a long time to come. So 
Oh, uh, stand by for future episodes and we'll put a link to the to the book in the show notes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, fortunate uh, when I was a uh, field mentor to travel with Herb and actually see him facilitate these ideas, uh, you know, with uh, with his clients and things like that. Yeah. And uh, to see the impact that it had. And it, it was uh, truly groundbreaking, truly uh, positive experience uh, for those folks who got to see it live. He is very intentional. I mean, you know, the book is well named. And um, yeah, I, I, I honestly... Um, you know, I've, I've, I've seen an advanced copy and I've, uh, you know, taken a gander at most of this, but I'm really excited to dive in, um, and, and go through, I mean, it's just, just so much stuff in here, um, about leadership. And, um, so, so we've learned a lot from her, but we've, uh, we've got lots of nuggets, uh, that we will be sharing. I'm sure, um, heck we might have Mon as a, as a interview, uh, subject. Just thought of that. I don't know why we didn't think of that before. Oh That'd yeah, with our audience, yeah. he can sell an additional oh. two books. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If we can, if we can talk both of them into you know buying the book. But anyway, this is a long, long story short. Um, so we just have lots of nuggets from uh, all the folks that we've worked with over the years, and I wanted to share a very simple one. That uh, this this is not from her, but but it's uh, very much related. And um, this has come up multiple, multiple, multiple times over the last two weeks for uh, folks who are dealing with customer issues, client issues, where uh, there is some heat coming back from the customer. Uh, some uh, Something has gone awry and uh, the, the customer is dissatisfied and they are letting somebody know. Um, and it reminded me of this uh, amazing um, little, little, uh, just a, frankly, just a phrase uh, that has to be said at the right time. But it's just a phrase that uh, I watched uh, a master uh, execute time and time again. Um, so I was just going to share this uh, brief little synopsis of uh, how he did it um, and, uh, and talk about sort of a, a little bit of, I, I guess you could call it customer recovery. Uh, a, a method for customer recovery. So that is that is my plan, Mike. That is what I tried to text you and and failed miserably because I'm too busy. <laughs> so I apologize. <laughs> you know, uh, our communications is only seven percent words, ninety three percent tone and body language. So the uh, we yeah, without that, now that you've explained it, I'm with you. Okay, <laughs> thank you for that. Well, so uh, here here's the story. I worked with this general manager of a, a large auto group. Uh, he was a general manager, you know, a, a partner with with shares, and he was responsible for a a large campus. Um, good CSI for the whole campus, all the brands on the campus, uh, well regarded in the community. You know, it's it's a good store. It's a good store. Good good operation, um, and at the same time. Of course, with that many people, that many customers, there's going to be heat cases. There are going to be customers who complain or send in a survey or what have you. And uh, this gentleman, Dave, um, who was just an awesome guy to work with. Uh, hi, Dave, if you're out there. Um, Dave uh, got all the heat cases. They all came to his office in emails and printouts and post-it notes and everything else. And so a lot of what he dealt with during uh, the day was, you know, handling the heat and making things right. And and this was his method. 
It was it was really clever. He would call the person. He would ask them to just explain what had happened in their words. And then he would let him talk and 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 talk. He would let him get it all out. He, he would occasionally uh, say, you know, something like uh, a, a clarifying question, you know, uh, so so when did this happen or, you know, now who was there? But but in general, he would just let him talk and just say, oh, OK, OK. You know, he would just give words that made it clear he was listening. Uh, the tone of his voice was right, as you pointed out. You know, it's not all just the words. It's the tone of voice and the body language and so he would communicate that through the phone and they would get it all out and he would make sure they had got it all out and then uh, he would rub his bald head and he would say over the phone uh you never knew what the final word in the sentence would be but he would say this well if that had been me i would be pretty fill in the blank frustrated upset concerned confused whatever would be the appropriate word that reflected back what he heard in their story and all the the, the things that were bothering them. And uh, probably no big surprise if you have heard how I explained all that, I could audibly hear the change in the tone of voice on the other end of that phone. I mean, I could, you know, the, the speaker was just squawking into his ear, you know, for most of the conversation. He would say those magic words and and you would just hear, you know, a softening. You'd even hear sometimes, you know, listen, you guys are great. Uh, I was having a bad day. I mean, they, they would do all these things that would just show that, okay, you get it. You get that I've been upset. I feel heard. Now let's talk about a solution. And uh, and that was it. It it really didn't take that long. It took him a long time because he had a bunch of, you know, cases to work through. But um, it really was a fairly short process, and I just thought it was pretty genius that he had distilled it down to that one sentence. And there's some reasons I think it's a brilliant sentence, but there's the story. So, ta-da! Man, no, that was good. The uh, the idea that, that uh, and I think we've talked about this before when we talked about emotions, is that you have to name them. That's right. And calling it out, naming it uh, allows the, you know, and I love the, your example of, right, this person feels heard, they feel understood, they feel yeah. uh, validated, affirmed, right? You get all these, all these, you know, really good juicy feelings with just that one statement. That's um, right. That's it also right. reminded me of our, of our good friend, Sarah. And yes. so- Sarah, uh, S-A-R-A, for this particular uh, acronym, yep. uh, as people are experiencing, right, right, right this, this, this perceived terrible customer uh, situation, dramatic news, feedback, things like that, uh, they're in a state of amygdala hijack, where they're in the yep. fight, flight, or freeze mode. Yep. Uh, Sarah tends to show up, and the, the S in Sarah stands for shock or surprise. Yeah, you know, I can't believe you didn't get my car fixed. I can't believe it. The the engine light came on again. I, you know, just you know, I'm shocked. I'm surprised. You, you guys right. usually do a better job. Uh, if they can make it through that, the first A in Sarah. After that is uh, anger or apathy. Yep. So now I'm angry. I'm furious. Uh, you know, I just can't believe this. Uh, uh, or they get apathetic. Well, yeah. this is just pointless. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you guys aren't going to do anything. I'm not going to do you know, this. You know, yeah. This is, you know, they just give up. Right. They make it through that. They get to uh, rationalization or retaliation. Yeah. 
rationalization. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, everything I touch turns, you know, to garbage. And this, you know, yeah, you know, you know, if it was anybody else, it would, you know, and, and or retaliation. Well, I'm going to write a Google review. Yeah, yeah, and yep. it's going to be scathing and pointed. Yep, and, yep. and uh, you know, I'm going to strike out at you in some way. If we get through that, we get to acceptance. And I get the sense that the the that this leader's sentence helped people move to acceptance. And acceptance yes. is the only place where you can begin to go into the uh, the problem solving piece. That, right, you can look for solutions. Yeah. And you're like, oh. okay, you know, Leo, uh, yes, I am frustrated. All right, I, I get that. All right, so yeah. what can we do? Yeah. You know, what would make this situation right? What what would you think would be an equitable resolution to this? Yeah. And 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 we get that the, the mistake managers make, not your guy, but other managers that we've seen make is they go for the solution before we've gone through the emotion and named the emotion. Exactly right. So we hear some rationalization and we think, ah, they're ready to talk about how we can make this better. And so the manager throws out a little bit, well, what if we were to, you know, bring your car in and get it detailed for you? And they just explode yep. all over again. And and you can see the managers, the great ones know. They're like, dang it. Yeah. I, I went to solutions too quick. There was still a little, there was some emotion in there that hadn't been vented yet. Right. And when I when I went to solutions, all of a sudden it just it boiled it back up again. Right. It got back up to, to steam pressure and, and it came out. And, and you can see I'm like, dang, you know, I, I misjudged that one. Right. So they'll they'll let yeah. that emotion come out. You know, and if they're amazing like your guy, they'll name it. Right. And then we can move to acceptance. So what's so funny about how you brought Sarah into the conversation is, you know, first off, um, the the guy that goes to apathy when he gets to the to you know past uh, surprise and shock and goes to apathy, you don't hear from him. He's done with you. He's mm -hmm. never coming back. He might tell his neighbors how awful you are, but it's over, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so the fact that you've got an angry customer on the phone or in your office is wonderful news. Because now you've got something that you can recover, and and you know the the statistics show that that guy's probably going to be more loyal than the guy who never experiences a mistake. So that's one aspect. Mm -hmm. The other aspect is, meanwhile, you're going through Sarah. You know this this person has come at you, and you know what? You know who's this guy telling me that we suck? You know I, we're we're a great store, and you know and you start justifying and and start going through uh, anger and rationalization and so on. The, I think the genius of of my my friend Dave was that he would not commit to anything. He would not commit to anything. He was basically saying, um, if it had happened to me, mm -hmm. I'd be pretty upset. Right. If it had happened to me, I'd be pretty upset. I'm not even saying it did happen. And and something that I uh, you know often heard him say was, how about this? I need to do some research to find out uh, what's happened here which is, I guess, partly code for saying, I need to hear the other side of the story. I mean, it's not fair for me to just make a decision right here. And that's the other place where people get tripped up. You know, I've, I've had managers who immediately take, you know, uh, an, an anger approach and retaliation against the customer. I've had other managers who say, I buy everything that that customer just said. I need to go unload a salvo on one of our employees mm -hmm. and get completely 
angry about something that may not even be true. Um, haven't heard the whole story. So yet you have to sort of balance Sarah with yourself and say, okay, let me walk through this. And, and what, what I can accept right from the get go is this guy's experiencing emotion. Otherwise this wouldn't be happening. This customer mm -hmm. is really experiencing a negative emotion, whether or not I believe that he's, you know, correct about how the situation unfolded and we're at fault, he's at fault, whatever. Bottom line is he's got those emotions. I can accept that much more quickly than I can accept you know, what actually happened because I haven't done my research yet. You got to stay mm -hmm. a little bit stable and calm in Sarah to be able to process through to, you know, now let's go do some research. Let's figure out what we can do as a solution. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you raised such a good point. The, and some of the great ones, if they've been given a heads up, you know, somebody will come in and say, right. hey, you know, so-and-so's out here that's angry. They'll do the research before they even talk to them. Yeah, you know, they'll, they'll call the technician, call the service manager, call the salesperson, say, hey, hey, you know, I'm about ready to go talk to Mr. So-and-so, what happened? And even with that, right, that's only half the story. Now they yeah. have to hear the customers have and 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 find that Solomon-like wisdom that's someplace in the middle. Yeah, um, yeah. And you make a good point about apathy as well, uh, especially in the Midwest. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're we're super polite, uh, right? Yeah, we're we're too polite, too apt to use the word fine. <laughs> right, right. How was your meal? Oh, it was fine. How was your stay at the hotel? Uh, it was fine. Uh, <laughs> right. And then we quietly vote with our feet. Yeah. Right. We walk away and we never come back. Yeah. And so yeah, it would be yeah, it's a, it's a blessing when the customer does speak up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll give a, a Southern version of that since I am, you know, Mike, I am a border state. I mean, you, you have to at least give me that. I'm not actually Midwestern, but anyway, the point being uh, in the South, we're conflict averse. And some people think that they're not because they tell it like it is, you know, I, I let that guy have it. I tuned him up. And, uh, and what that really means is I expressed the shock and anger. And then I ran away. And so, um, so what a what a really good manager does, what what a really good customer recovery specialist does, is goes and pursues that person in a way that you know we've talked about this before in our crucial conversations episode. They've just got to open up the safe space and say, "Man, I'd love you know you are more than welcome to tell me what really happened from your perspective. I'm listening. I'm acknowledging what you're saying. I'm 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 validating." You know, I, I don't know that I, I guess I don't like the word validation because it makes it sound like I'm saying I approve you're you are valid. But what we mean by that is, you know, those are real emotions you're experiencing. And I and I'm I'm paying attention and acknowledge that those are happening right now. That's a you know, that's a hard thing to do when you have to go pursue the person. But I'm telling you, again, it just shows that you're in the fight. Right. It's it shows you're invested and you actually give a rip. And uh, that's that's. To, to a lot of customers, that's super, super impactful. It's something they pick up on once once the, you know, the, the emotions have died away and, and you're a little calmer. You can say, wait a minute, that guy didn't have to do that. That was pretty cool. Pretty cool that he pursued me. So oh, yeah. that's another way. Yeah. That reminds me that uh, there's a video circulating and uh, ladies behind the customer uh, service counter and customer walks up to return an item and, and the you know, customer says, hey, this is broken. And the lady behind the counter goes, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Here's a new one. And the customer just stands there and stares at her. And 
stares at her. And finally, the la- the customer service lady goes, did you want to fight? <laughs> the customer goes, nods her head, yeah. And she's like, all right, let's do it. And you know, the, the customer goes, this is unacceptable. And she goes, I'm not taking it back. You know, <laughs> they have this nice little fight. And, uh, you know, the, finally the, the customer service rep gives in and gives her the new one. And, and uh, the lady's walking away and the customer service rep goes, was that enough? The, the customer goes, yep, <laughs> just right. <laughs> I was all geared up. I was ready for, you know, I'd practice what I was going to say. Yeah. And you didn't let me do any of it. Well, and that that brings up DISC, right? I mean, we talked about regional differences on conflict, but you know, think of think of the different disc styles and how they might approach this. And, you know, you've ever seen that guy that's just shaking because I've worked myself up to this. Now yeah. you, you're going to listen to me. And, he, you know, he's so he's he's so awkward about it and feels so uncomfortable doing it. But he he's upset and he's he needs to let you know this is just not right. Um, and uh, yeah, you got to pay attention to that stuff. Right. You, you, you got to let Sarah process the right way. All I'm saying is I, I think you are smart, you are wise to give your customers some space and listen to them. And then you're not done because you got to tell them, here's what I think I heard you say. Here's what I think I heard the emotions were. And now we can start having the conversation. It, Sarah's a great, a, a great catch there that, you know, it's now we've got some acceptance and, and can start coming up with a solution, coming up with what really happened or, or whatever needs to be that. Uh, but it, but it starts with the person feeling like you're actually paying attention and listening and caring about it. So mm-hmm. that's it. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Love the sentence, uh, naming the feeling and then, uh, yeah, we can move on to the, to the good part. Uh, that's excellent. Beautiful. Good stuff. Speaking of somebody who just emotes emotion, uh, you know, who's uh, always putting his feelings out there. Uh, let's, uh, let's throw it over to our announcer. Mr. John Wolf. The the man who gave us literally four punchlines to one email today. He literally wrote four (laughs) punchlines to one email. Anyway. Hi, John. Hi, John. (laughs) And that's a wrap. The musings of Mark and Mike. No rights reserved, etc. Feel free to share and discuss what you heard today. Even claim the ideas as your own. (laughs) Who'd want to do that? See you next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius. Thanks. That's good enough.